Good morning. Welcome to Chabad House Conversations. This is our first episode, our inaugural episode. We'll see how it goes. I'm here with Marty Cohen. Hello, Rabbi. I've known Marty for how many years now? Eight years about? Maybe a little less. A little less than eight years? Probably eight years. So Marty is, uh, you look into Marty's big blue eyes and you know he's a sincere dude. Um, How did I get Marty? Grateful Dead reference in a sermon on Rosh Hashanah. (laughs) Yeah? So that's where it began. That's maybe not the very beginning, but uh, then, then then we were then we were uh, bosom buddies for life after that. So that that's what it was. So uh, a Chabad conversations, Chabad house conversations. We're going to keep it very informal. We we're just basically recording a schmooze, me and Marty hanging out. We're at our tefillin club, and um, this morning we had uh, just me and Marty here. So I said, what better time to do uh, a little recording for our podcast for our first uh, section on uh, on our podcast? So Marty. Tell me about your Jewish background. How'd you grow up? I, I grew up on the island as a conservative. Uh, what city did you grow up in? With, uh, Temple Beth Shalom in Roslyn. Right. Okay. Where did you grow up? What town? Oh, Syringtown, which is right by, right by there. Okay. And, uh, you know, I went to Hebrew school. Uh, I was bar mitzvahed. I didn't continue after that. That was okay. it. That was kind of it. My sister had been... Uh, gone on to Hebrew high school and Jewish confirmation and I considered doing it uh, but I, I, I knew that my sister at one time wanted to give it up and my father said you begin something you got to complete it so she had to complete it and I was willing to start but I said to my dad if I listen in the event that I do want to give it up you know, can I? He said, no, you have to complete. So I, I didn't start. And so you didn't start. Which, you didn't yeah, which maybe, you know, now I, I feel a little differently about. But, you know, at right. the time as a kid, it, that's that was the choice I made. Your family is like big philanthropists, right? You said. I had in, in, in the past. You know, my, my father and mother, we kind of struggled a little bit. But in the past, yes, my uh, my my uh, I guess he's my great uncle and aunt were big philanthropists on your father's side on my mother's side mother's uh to uh, uh federation and and there's a, a a room a gallery in the 92nd street y that has their name on it wow. there's a uh a, a meeting room in the federation building that has my uh, uh uncle's my great uncle's name on it as well wow yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, how did you get connected to Chabad? What was the first connection? It wasn't me. No, it wasn't you. I <laughs> I, I was uh, out of college, working my first job in Brooklyn. Marty's a Syracuse man. Yes, <laughs> I'm an orange man. I was working uh, on uh, Flatlands Avenue in Brooklyn, and one uh, Friday, uh, a Hasidic Jew came in. You want to uh, uh, say the Shema? You want to wrap the fillin? And I said no. Okay. And then he came the next week. And I... You said no the first time? The first time I said <laughs> no. I was like embarrassed a little. Right, right. You know, I was a kid. Right. And But the second time I said, okay, I'll do it. And when I did it... I, you know, it brought back all everything I learned in Hebrew school, like, you know, and and 
things in my mind I liked, okay, and I felt good after. And and he gave me the Rebbe's thought for the week. They used nice, to give right. out a little handout, right. you know, it changed weekly. Right. And I read that, and I really liked reading it. So the next, you know, then he came the next Shabbos, you know, Erev Shabbos, and, and uh, uh, I did it again, because pretty much I wanted to read the Rebbe's thought for the week. Wow. Okay, so that's, that, that, oh, and then Passover came, and he came, and he had a small box with uh, Shmur Matzah. I never had a Shmur Matzah before. At that point, it was the first time? The first time. And, you know, I, I love the Shmur Matzah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so that was like my first real taste. It's like came for the tefillin, stayed for the Rebbe's thought. Then yeah. the Shmur Matzah got you. <laughs> yeah, and awesome. then, uh, and uh, so... I'm going to fast forward to the next thing, yeah. which was, uh, I was older, I was married, I was uh, actually out of work, but I was flea marketing, and on Fridays I did a flea market outside the, uh, the courthouse in downtown Brooklyn, yeah. okay, and we were there every Friday, and one Friday when I was not having a particularly good day, a young Hasidic guy comes to my table and asks me if I want to, you know, say the Shema. Do I want to wrap the film? Am I, you know, am I Jewish? And I said yes. And he had like fl flaming red beard and a <laughs> young guy. And I said yes. And we wrapped the film. It changed my whole outlook on the day after. I, I loved it. And... He started to come by every Friday, and I got to know him. And I kind of heard in his voice that he wasn't the, the average Hasidic Jew that I hadn't come in contact before. Right. So he was like a bit shuva, and, 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 and uh, I learned his story. Wow. I, uh, he was from the same hometown as my wife. Really? And, Where's uh, that? In New Rochelle. Really? Okay, he... He he uh, he told me that you know I said so Rashi how did you get involved in in, in, in Hasidic Judaism He said well I was in college and I was missing a home cooked meal and somebody said that the Rebetzin is a very good cook you should go for Shabbos meal at the Chabad house and he said to me she was a very very good cook. <laughs> Okay, awesome. and he said that's that's what did it. That was it. Okay, and so you know it was a nice laugh, but we that's developed amazing. a nice friendship. Right, you and, stayed connected with him for many uh, years, right? After I left the flea marketing, we kind of were out of touch, and then when I moved to Syosset and I bought I bought my first home, <clears> and I was wondering about what do you do uh, for uh, mezuzahs. I found his phone number. I called. His wife answered. That's amazing. I said, you, you probably don't know who I am. And she said, no, I know who you are. He has a picture of you from the flea market up by his desk. Wow. So That's it was beautiful. a really beautiful thing. That's beautiful. And then, you know, we joined, when we were here in Sayas, we By joined. the way, flea marketing is like a lost art. 
<laughs> I miss oh, yeah. flea markets. Oh, yeah. Now you just have like eBay and Etsy. Yeah, and yeah. Then, well, I like, was... Back then, it's like flea markets, like where you met people, you're like a social thing. Yeah, I did. You bought your like kids like back to school stuff, baseball cards, collectibles, furniture. Like I love that. I love yeah. flea markets, and, and especially I, Long Island. You know, well, what Coast. I did mostly was street fairs, right? You know, which I loved in Manhattan. You met people, you were out in the nice weather, right? There were tons of New Yorkers. It was a very New York thing, right. the street fair. Where'd you get your drug paraphernalia without a flea market back then? <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. Uh, Anyway, the the uh, so we uh, we joined the conservative school, and then you know uh, I, I liked it. I was tied you know tied to it for my daughter really to get a Jewish education. Sure. And but after that you know we after she was bar mitzvah we didn't continue. But I, right. I I always considered myself a high holiday Jew. You know I would show up on high holidays. Right. Okay. And that was true. I, uh, af I went to a couple of Chabad's. I went to Huntington. I went to Woodbury for the uh, high holidays. And one day, because my uh, wife had seen some stuff from the Rebbitson online here at Miyad, she said, this is where I'd like to go for the next high holiday. And so you're, that, on you're on tour. You're on Grateful Dead. You're on Chabad yeah, House, Grateful Dead. And that was the one where, I, where uh, we came here. And and I'm gonna just make a little correction. The Go first ahead, yeah. thing that got that uh, uh, <laughs> actually went my started my interest was when it was before the sermon. You made some reference. It was a baseball reference. Base, oh, you got okay, me. and I said, "What? What rabbi makes a, a baseball reference during the high holiday service?" <laughs> okay, but it was appropriate, and I liked. You know, right, it was right. a, it was. It's shocking. I was appropriate. It, 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 it hit me, you know, as right. you know, it, it, it kind of got a hook in me. Right. And as a fisherman, you the hook in me <laughs> reference. Yes. Okay. So uh, and then uh, the rabbi. Uh, Wait. Did you did you go to Chabad when your, your daughter went to Ohio State? Did you ever connect with Chabad there? Because your, your daughter was in college when we yeah, first met. Uh, by the way, I did not. You, didn't, you never finished. She, okay. she did. She did. Okay, right. and and to, to be she frank, went on the Sinai Scout. She was on a part of the. She had a, a, a stipend. She got for right, studying for, with them a little bit. Yeah, uh, and, and to be frank, recent it's only recently I said, you know what, I really should have them on my thoughts and donation list. You know, uh, of chat for for Sadaka. That's amazing. You know, I didn't think of that right. before till really just right. recently. Right, right. And you know, Absolutely. I plan to uh, start uh, sending some Sadaka to the. If the Michigan Chabad. wins, you have to send to Michigan Chabad House. Uh, he's going to say <laughs> that won't happen. Okay, that won't happen. But uh, we could make a friendly wager. Michigan yeah. wins. Oh, I have to give Sadaka oh, oh, to oh, Ann Arbor, oh, and if Ohio State wins, you have to give Sadaka. That, that I'll do. In oh, fact, in? I'll do that right now. All right. How okay. much are we doing? Well, uh, let's say uh, is a hundred dollars appropriate. That's what you think? Oh, well, no, no, it should be a, 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 a one oh eight. One oh eight. That's high. Uh, that's high also. Divides one oh eight. One oh six. Yeah. Okay. Whatever high is. One oh eight. Okay. All right. My man. That's actually my uh, my Hebrew name, Gematria. The numerical oh. equivalency of my name is Ches Nun Nun. Right. So Nun is 50, Nun is 50, and 8 is Ches. Okay. So yeah, it's 8. All right. Eight. So that, 108. Okay. 
108. It's All right, a, we're in. Okay. There's a fist pound there for <laughs> folks listening at home. Okay, 108 to the winner of the big game. And then, uh, but there's also one more condition. Uh, Whoever, if, if Michigan wins, you have to say Michigan football team. Michigan Wolverines football team, not the team up north. You have to refer to us by our given name. The University I can't of Mich- even put, say uh, exogen. <laughs> because if you go to Ohio, where, where, whenever... I will, Michigan, say, I will say the... Whenever oh, the team up north is coming to town... All the M's are right. crossed out as an X. Right. So I will. So you have to say the full name of the University of Michigan Wolverines football team, and I will say the, uh, the, not oh, Ohio. it's gonna hurt. It's the, gonna hurt. Oh, okay. But okay. Right, right. I, All right. Listen, awesome. I'm. You know, my right. my daughter will be very upset. Okay, it'll have okay. to happen. No. We'll have it on recording for everybody. <laughs> we'll so, to... uh, uh, but anyway, so to. It was that first uh, high holiday first service, high holidays, yeah. and sure. I just knew that I, that you were somebody I wanted to be around. It means and, a lot. and and by being around you, I have found a much deeper sense of spirituality, connection to Hashem, because I always, in the past, I thought my my going to high holidays was like a hedge, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, but I don't f- feel that way anymore because then I, I, it was like almost like a, well, do I believe or not believe? And I was hedging, um, okay, you know, just in case. Just in case God is uh, okay. There. And, and 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 now I don't feel that way anymore. That's beautiful. Okay, and and as you know, I've been rapping to fill in. I so that means your bet paid the, off then. Okay. So your hedge was right, uh, <laughs> right? Okay, yeah. Uh, you can look at it that way. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't okay. have to look at it like you were negative. You look at it like a positive thing. Like yes. you know, you hedge, you hedge, you hedge, and then like, oh wait a second, the bet paid off. Yeah. Like I really have a connection. There really is Yiddishkeit alive in my neshama, my soul, and that's where it is. Yeah. So I like think, you, you, by you, the way, I think that it was always there. It just right. this brought it out, and 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 it was. A conversation we had after the holiday about the uh, candle burning. Uh, when I said you have to uh, uh, say it, not the second day, but on the first day to find right. everybody when about the sermon. Right. But uh, uh, and and so now I come to Tefillin Club. I rap Tefillin every day, even uh, on a weekday. Uh, yeah. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Uh, and I and as well. I've taken on when I wrapped it to fill in, um, working on what was my terrible way to read Hebrew, like, <laughs> you know, stumbling through everything. Right. I'm trying to teach myself the whole Amida so I can do it all and read it all in Hebrew. And I'm not, you know, I'm only to like uh, the Sodics. Uh, the prayers with the Sodics. That's pretty far. Okay. It's more than halfway. Uh, that's where I'm. That's tremendous. Okay, uh, you know, uh, uh, that's where I am. That's now I, I've been rapping now for this is at least from the beginning of the pandemic, so it's like two and a half years. So it's taken me two and a half years to go from the Verhafta to there. That's but uh, you know, I'm slowly. No, yeah, uh, uh, trying to get it so I, it's a sight word thing, and I can. Uh, that's it's big. You know. And then, and so I can recognize those words elsewhere. 
Right. You know. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, right. Absolutely. Uh, That's what you said. The sight word is so important for like yeah. you know reading. Yeah. I found that too. Like there was a moment where like almost when I was in yeshiva, that like it clicked. Like it's like you know like like the phonics of Hebrew kind of like clicked for me. Like it's almost like my, my neshama understood it the whole time, but I couldn't verbalize it and think it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see the word like 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 tzedikim, you see tzedakah, and you see tzedek, yeah. and you see the you you pick up on the root words and then you put it all together and then becomes yes there's a fluidity to your language yeah because maybe not a fluency learned, but a fluidity the way I learned Hebrew right. uh, I, I I could maybe sound it out but each word was just like a its own brick yes its yeah, own word right, right. and and so I'm kind of teaching myself it's awesome. there you know it's I'm so I'm so I'm uh, uh, I'm building the neshama within. And um, also satisfying my mind with learning something. That's fantastic. Okay. And that's been... It's rewarding. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's rewarding. Okay, when I finally say, well, it's time to take on the next paragraph. Right. You know, I feel really good about that. That's you know? amazing. And then, yeah, I stumbled through that for like months <laughs> till I... Uh, uh, it's like beautiful. You feel really excited about it because, like, you know, I mean, I also went through that process, and there was sometimes I felt it was very daunting on some level, but there was also an excitement, you know. Yeah, you... you know, listen, I thought it was daunting when I took it on, but now, uh, uh, because I feel like I'm going to be rapping to fill in every day for the rest of my life, I feel like I have my whole life to to get this together. That's okay, so I don't. I'm not. Uh, uh, I don't feel like I'm a. It's so daunting as much because you know I'm eventually going to get there. Right. Okay. It's such a beautiful outlook. All right. So uh, yeah, I, and, and yeah, it gives me a sense of pride that I'm to where I am. I no, mean, I, I never could see myself right. as even getting to there. And and of course, uh, I've been making sure that I, uh, when I take on the new section. That I'm reading the English, so I know what I'm saying. That's impressive, also. you know, and yeah, what so. that's about, and uh, and 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 that's amazing. This is, this is the extent of my uh, Yiddishkeit, maybe right now. No, it's more than know? that. I'm okay. not gonna I'm not gonna let everyone know all the secrets right away. But like, okay. there's more to Marty's Yiddishkeit than that. He's, uh, I mean, that is amazing. Okay. Absolutely. There was so. a rabbi in Crown Heights, and um, he was speaking to the Orthodox community, the Chabad Orthodox community in Crown Heights. And there's problems in the community with families and this and that. And he said one of the biggest problems in the community, the root of the problem is people don't know what they're saying when they pray. And he's saying that to Orthodox Jews. Pir Shamilos, the meaning of the words they say when they pray, people are saying it habitually. They've been saying it their whole life since they were, you know, three years old, five years old, whatever it is. Talking to an Orthodox crowd from birth. And uh, he said the root, one of the root problems is, is that when people pray in the morning, they don't know what they're saying. They don't know the meaning of the words that they, as they come out of their mouth. They don't focus on it. And he says, if you focus on it, how different would your day be? How different would your consciousness be? Knowing how like beautiful these words are and how like relevant and meaningful and powerful and sometimes mournful and sometimes exuberant with joy. And it's like, that would change your day. Like yeah. That would change your outlook. Would you react to your wife the same way? Would you react to your children the same way? Would you react to your boss the same way? Would you, you know, if you like had that as the foundation of your day yeah listen i i to to know and i just mentioned that i'm up to the sodics now right and you know i didn't 
ever realize that I'm praying for, you know, for these, for the sonics of my past and, you know, uh, and, and stuff like that. I didn't know. Right. And to me, yes, that's meaningful. And just to uh, go back a little, when I, when I started rapping to film, uh, I felt this connection to, to Judaism that I'm doing what people did for centuries, okay? And here I am, I'm doing it. I felt this intense connection to the past, which is really something that moved me. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It's like these, these you, you feel like you're part of like this chain of this thread that goes back to like eternality. Absolutely. That, you feel that, eternal that was a huge, right. huge I also I felt something uh, similar. What I felt internally, right. okay, about what I was doing. When I first arrived at the film, also I felt, I felt this like feeling of like ancientness, but like presence at the same time, like almost like brought into the moment, where it wasn't just like me as like this, you know, singular individual, in the moment of time, but rather it was a singular individual, this like thread of time, that's connecting me to something eternal beyond the scope of what. Yeah, my consciousness you was. feel connected to it. Right, I, right. I, I was, you know, I was view, in my head. Maybe I was viewing it myself in some shtetl, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and and that's where it was. Okay, for a moment, in right time. Yeah. You know, I was more thinking. I was, I was, I was more cosmic. <laughs> yeah. I was not in the shtetl, but when I started, I was like, you know, more cosmically connected that right. way. But like, absolutely, like you know, it's like no, I view the, myself right. sometimes as. Somebody out there in the shtetl, or you know, somewhere, may, may maybe in wandering the desert, or you know, who knows? I don't know, but I I feel this connection when I when I put the tefillin on. Okay, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It, even in Kabbalah, it says that the tefillin are like a leash <laughs> for a man to connect to, like take back the animalistic tendencies and bring out the godly tendencies of the person. So it's like it's almost like harnessing, like that godly energy that your ancestors also harnessed. That we all, that we're, it's like if you tie back the humanistic negative impulses that we have, or animalistic impulses on a worse level, then you bring out the godly ones, and those are the godly impulses that you know people felt in the shtetls, people felt in the desert, people felt wherever they were putting tefillin on, and we we're all you ha you're sharing the same goal with. Every Jew has ever put tefillin on. Right, right. Yes. You're sharing that consciousness. You're like that, experiencing that's, that. That's that's the intense feeling that I do get. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. All right, we're gonna wrap it up with Marty. I had a stimulating time. I thought it was awesome. I, I mean, I knew some of uh, Marty's history, but to hear it from him directly is amazing. And uh, thank you, Marty, for coming on. It's my pleasure. And uh, we'll do it again. Oh, Let's do it again. We will definitely do it again. Amazing, amazing. So thank you so much for tuning in. This is our first of our segments of Chabad House Conversations. With Marty Cohen, myself, Rabbi Hanan Kravisky. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast. Have a wonderful day and bring Mashiach now. We want Mashiach now. Amen. Mashiach now. <laughs>